Welcome back to the Live With Grace podcast, where we discuss sports, lessons, and life as athletes, professionals, creators, dreamers, and leaders. I'm Grace Beyer, and I'm your host, and I'm so happy you're here. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Live With Grace podcast. Today on the podcast, I'm going to be talking about how I learned to set priorities in a way that nourishes every part of me and takes care of the athlete and takes care of me as a person, takes care of my faith and all the other things that I have stacked on my plate or at least feel like I have stacked on my plate. So I actually struggled with trying to name this podcast episode and planning it and I decided to call it I used to hate the word balance and learning to set priorities as an as an athlete i might not add the as an athlete part so don't get on to me if you don't see that in the title but learning to set priorities in a way that is healthy and sustainable and it's true i really did used to hate the word balance because and if you've listened to my podcast episode about the kobe bryant mentality in the the mentality of obsession, then you might understand a little bit. How can you possibly have a balance in your life if you're obsessed and you're hyper-focused on a goal that you want to attain? And so, I don't know. I haven't actually reflected that much on the word itself, balance, right now, but I do feel like I have a pretty good balance in my life while still being able to maintain a high level of focus in everything that I'm working toward, if that makes any sense. So I kind of had this the idea for this podcast because a couple weeks ago I was talking to my aunt and I actually had her on the podcast a few episodes ago. If you guys want to go back and listen to that, it's called Faith in Changing Seasons. But I was talking to her about how I was feeling really overwhelmed because honestly, it was about this podcast. I was feeling really overwhelmed and a sense of pressure that I wasn't doing enough and that I was behind. And sometimes I think if anyone listening to this is a creator or digital creator, you might kind of relate to this, but It feels like no matter how much I do for this podcast, there's always so many more things I could or should be doing. If I go plan five podcasts, which takes a lot of energy, effort, time, deep thought, I then remember that I'm supposed to be posting three to five times on TikTok. I'm supposed to be remembering all the trends and remembering all the sounds and all the hashtags to put to try to grow the account and bring more attention to the podcast. I remember I'm supposed to be upkeeping my Instagram and creating graphics to post and creating with every episode. I have to create a graphic for it. I have to write a description for it. I have to come up with a title. And then for my past podcast, I have to go back and find clips that are really insightful and then edit them and have subtitles and have a really intriguing title and put that to a trending sound like it just feels almost never ending and then you add that I 
it feels like every month I talk to somebody new that has a new connection or a new guest that might be a potential guest on this podcast. And that gets me really excited. But then I have not a laundry list, but a pretty decent list of people that I still need to plan and still need to schedule and all this. And it just got really overwhelming because I felt like in a strange way, it was distracting me and overwhelming me unnecessarily because my really two, my really, okay, three main goals for this summer have nothing to do with the podcast at all. To get closer to God and my and to prepare for my upcoming season and to take care of myself and pour into myself and kind of get to know myself better in a in an interesting way but kind of just do things that make me feel like myself and whatever so yeah those three main things self-care preparing for my upcoming season and getting closer to god those are my three main goals for the summer and i was finding myself getting so overwhelmed by the podcast and then on top of the podcast i have an online biology class i'm taking which biology is fine but it's just not what i want to do in my career so i'm not overly motivated to do the work for it and i do the work for it i do it on time all that but it's kind of just sometimes feels like an extra thing on my plate and then I also want to spend time with my friends. I have some of the best friends in the entire world, and I love spending time with them. But sometimes after I pour into my own cup and fill my own cup and expend all this energy preparing for my upcoming season, taking care of myself physically, mentally, spiritually, spending time with God, and then working on the podcast and doing all this and somehow finding time to just write or to just create art or things like that I'm just so tired and so I was talking to my aunt about all this stuff like I said it stems from the podcast and how that was overwhelming me but it was really everything together overwhelming me I have all these things on my plate how do I get back to these are my goals this is what's most important you know how do I organize that how do I keep everything straight um, and do things on time? It's all, and it, I keep thinking of more things I could mention, but I don't want to keep going on the list. Like, just, I really, I'm reading some books that I really want to learn some things, like about money management, about, I want to plan a, like some service events and things like that. Just extra stuff that's really good, really exciting, makes me feel, like I said, really excited about it or about them whenever I think about them. But my biggest fear became like, well, not my biggest fear, but a fear became getting distracted from the things that I see as most important in my life. And... I think that this comes from, and I think if any of you guys are athletes or are go-getters in any type of way, people that have big dreams, people that are used to going after something and working hard towards something, 
you have a pressure and um internal moral obligation to be consistent and so it didn't it doesn't sit right with me if i'm not consistent with let's say the podcast if i'm not as consistent if this was my full-time job that's a level of consistency that i was holding myself to having being on top of every trend having a podcast out every week that's perfectly edited, planned, recorded, scheduled, has a description, has a graphic, has clips to go along with it, to post on all the social media platforms. I have all this energy to promote it. But then the reality of that is I don't have the energy. I don't have the time or energy to do that if I'm pouring myself completely into my top three priorities, which again, are getting closer to God and taking care of myself and preparing for the upcoming season. Preparing for the upcoming season is a lot of different things. It's training in the weight room and training physically to get stronger, to get in shape, to follow the plan that very smart sports science people have laid out for me to get to the place where I need to be come August, come the season, you know? It also includes shooting workouts and getting in the gym and working on my game and working on my ball handling and making shots, all that. It also includes, I've been dealing with plantar fasciitis in one of my feet and I was gonna get into that a little bit later, but taking care of my foot health, ankle health, my body as a whole, trying to work in yoga and stretching and all the things, foam rolling, trying to really be intentional about getting eight hours of sleep. And also the last component is trying to watch more basketball because I realized with my foot and with just how the summer has gone, how much potential there is to become a better athlete and a better basketball player just by watching film alone. Film of the pros, the WNBA, film of the NBA, film of past college games in the tournament, film of myself from the past, film of my new team and all the games from there last season. The list goes on. Watching for such a wide variety of things, What are the tendencies? How are people guarding this? What are the offense that they're running? What's effective? Where do people like catching the ball or scoring? Or where can we take advantage of this or that? What would I tell my team if it was a timeout here? What would I, what do I see here that maybe coach doesn't see? It's so intricate and it's so fun in a way, but it also takes so much energy that if I was putting as much time into the podcast as I quote unquote could, if it was my full-time job, then I wouldn't have the energy to do that. I wouldn't have the energy to go and put my 100% into training every single day and take care of my body and get eight hours of sleep or try to (laughs) and watch film and all this. And then I think that some of that that I already said is also 
taking care of yourself with the sleep and the stretching and this and that, but also just taking care of my skin, making healthy food and being outside and things like that. Things that just make you feel good and make you feel or make me feel like myself reading a book, things like that. And so I guess I just felt like I kept stacking things on my plate, which I love, you know? All the things that I stack on my plate are things that I'm really passionate about and I really love. And that makes me really excited for my life and for just, yeah, all the different potential and possibilities that my passions could lead to. But at the same time, ultimately, my identity is not, I'm not an athlete. I'm not just an athlete. I'm not just a student when I think about my class. Um, um, all this all this stuff, it had to boil down to, I was talking, like I said, I was talking to my aunt on the phone, and she helped me make a list of my priorities. And I know I've already mentioned and rehashed my top three priorities, but I actually have a pyramid of my priorities. I'm a very visual learner. I love to write and see things on paper. So at the bottom of the pyramid, and this is my foundation, and it may or may not be for you. It doesn't have to be the same, obviously. But for me, it's my relationship with God. For you, it might be the same thing. It might be within your own religion or your own beliefs. Some Something doesn't matter what it is, something that is constant and something that can keep you grounded. It's something that's unchanging. Because sports, they're going to change. Access to healthy food, that's going to change. Availability and energy to work on the podcast, success of something that you're working on is going to change. Those, All of those things are subject to external factors that you may or may not have control over. But to have a foundation of something that is so pure in my, when I think about God, so pure and so true and unchanging and loving and a place of comfort and a place of strength and encouragement and all this stuff. And not only is a sense of comfort because it's unchanging, but it also provides the ability to pour into your other things that you're doing in your life, no matter what's happening. It gives you a sustaining energy and passion for other things that you're working on because you know that your identity is not in those things. You're not attached to those things, but you're working hard toward them, if that makes sense. So, like I said, I was going to kind of talk a little bit about what I've been going through lately, and I might bring this up in another podcast because I was planning something else about this, but we'll just see where this goes. But basically with, this is a sports podcast, and I always like to bring it back to my experiences with basketball and with sports. And in my experience so far, I've been through so many different seasons, literally seasons, but also seasons of different mentalities of training and approaches to training. And there was times when when I first started basketball, 
you know, you start as a kid or whenever you start, I started relatively late in middle school, which if you're starting later than middle school, I'm not saying that you're late. I'm just saying at the time, it felt like everyone around me had already been playing. Um, but I would be on, be outside in the blazing heat for hours and hours and hours working on one ball dribbling, two ball dribbling, the mechanics of making a layup, the mechanics of my shot, the mechanics of, or not always the mechanics, I just kind of got attached to that word for a second, but you know what I mean. The actual skills, and I would have these, I bought these online programs, and I would have printouts and follow them to a T every single week. I would sometimes be outside for hours and hours, and that was what I needed for that season. I firmly believe that, and I think I touched on that a little bit in my Obsession podcast, that a season of obsession is absolutely necessary, but I've also been through similar seasons where I'm, I am thinking specifically about my first year after coming off of my first ACL tear, which was my in my eighth grade year. So coming back from that, I think I got cleared in the fall. I don't remember exactly. It was around the time that we started doing training for the season that I got fully cleared. But I think that that entire year after, I don't know the exact timeline. I probably should. But I would go to the courts. I would literally pack a lunch, go to the courts. I would do my work. Like I would have a whole plan for the day. And there was times when I would literally be out there for five, six hours of the day. And if you live in Florida, you know that that is exhausting because it is really hot in Florida, especially in the summers. And on the flip side, I've also been through seasons, specifically last summer, if you um, tuned into my podcast about maturity, which was one of my earliest podcasts. I talked about how my approach to training had to be different last summer because I had a third knee surgery, which was my second knee surgery on that same knee that I had an ACL reconstruction on in my eighth grade year. And my trainers, or not kind of my trainers, the people that designed my strength and conditioning programs also help me design a plan to progress on the court. And those first few weeks, I was allowed to work out a certain amount of times per week. And it started off at 30 minutes, 30 minute workout, then 45 minute workout, then maybe an hour workout, not longer than an hour. I don't remember them telling me that I could work out longer than an hour. And when I tell you, I got on the court every single time and said, I have 30 minutes. I'm going to make this the best 30 minutes. I'm going to soak as much quality or as many quality reps as I can into this 30 minutes, into this 45 minutes. I'm going to expend my full energy into this short amount of time. How just, I think it was a small breakthrough for me, just how effective that was. Because I think, like I was talking about earlier, if you're a go-getter, and you are ambitious a lot of times and i think a lot of motivational speakers i listened to early on 
emphasized this point of I'm putting in more time than you. I'm putting in more effort than you. I'm doing more, doing more, doing more. And that was ingrained into me that doing more is always better. Even if people told me that it wasn't, I almost felt a sense of guilt if I wasn't doing more or wasn't doing the most. I would say that's a better way to say. If I wasn't doing the most, I almost felt a sense of guilt. And I'm not going to say that that sense of guilt is completely gone now because sometimes I still feel that. But it's considerably better than it was. And so this summer, along with, you know, I started talking about the priority pyramid. I'm going to keep talking about that in a second. But along with kind of prioritizing, I've also been dealing with my plantar fasciitis. And I've actually been able to find some meaning in it, which always happens. But sometimes life throws things at you and you're like, all right, how could this one possibly be good? I think as I've gotten older, it's easier to recognize and acknowledge and trust that things are going to work out. But sometimes still things come up and your initial instinct can sometimes be really, you know, and it's not healthy and it's not, doesn't serve you and none of that. But it just sometimes happens. It's really frustrating. You have a plan for how you think things should go, how you want things to go, how things will go for you to be at the place where you think you need to be, at the time you think you need to be there. And sometimes things just happen. And so with with my foot, it's been the weirdest thing because it's not on a timetable. It's not something that takes blank amount of time to recover from. It's something that my acute inflammation needed to go down, so I needed to rest it at first. And then now I'm in a state of monitoring the amount of volume that I am putting on my feet and on my body and also being very intentional, uh, being very intentional about strengthening and doing all the little things that I can do to set myself up for success. And so the two ways that I found meaning in this, number one, similar to last summer, not I'm not tearing down my body as much as I probably would have. And that goes back to my sense of guilt. Sometimes I think God and circumstances have taught me the same lessons over and over, almost drilling it into my head. I'm going to try to get it this time that I don't need to kill my body to be the best athlete I can be. And I can do my best without killing my body. And I never wanted to kill my body. Don't get me wrong. But sometimes I think that I put my temporary pain or fatigue on the side burner and or whatever the back burner whatever the phrase is and I prioritize no this is the plan I need to play five games of pickup today this is the plan I need to make 500 shots today I need to run this today 
I need to do this today. I need to do this lift today. All this types of stuff. And so I think that it's allowed me to, again, be very intentional and try to get the most efficient workout I can in small time frames to start. Now I'm starting to work back into a bit of more of a a normal workout hour, hour and a half, sometimes two hours. Don't tell. (laughs) Just kidding. Um, Kind of telling the whole world by putting it on here, but not intentionally, usually around an hour to an hour and a half. And the other way is by all the new knowledge that I've learned. And I would never have gone into without hurting my foot. I've learned so much. I've sprained my ankle that my foot has plantar fasciitis, the foot that has plantar fasciitis. I've sprained that ankle really badly three times and my ankle mobility is really bad and I'm learning how much that can affect me because your feet and your ankles are how you build up your body from the ground up and I'm just learning how important it is. I'm learning how to strengthen my feet. I'm trying to walk barefoot and be outside the whole grounding, the science behind grounding and all that. And I think that that'll be something that helps me stay healthy and maintain health and prepare, again, goes back to preparing for the upcoming season, even if it's in a way that I didn't plan or I didn't, I'm trying to think, I have a word on the tip of my tongue intend maybe i don't know in a way that i didn't see would be as beneficial as it is it's very beneficial and so i'm just gonna go to finish this podcast i told myself i would keep it short and now we're approaching 30 minutes so i'm gonna try to wrap it up but the pyramid that i created for myself is again starts with the foundation of god And then I put my training and preparation and my self-care and recovery on the same level because I think that they're both really important. Above that, I put doing what makes me feel free because I felt I didn't know how to categorize all these things, which is working on the podcast, working on art, writing and journaling, and doing mindfulness and meditation. And above that, I put work, which is working on my biology class, and I'm also working for my dad for his gutter company. And then above that, all all my friendships and spending time with the people that I love. And just this was so helpful for me to kind of just weed out all the other distractions in my life. And when I get overwhelmed, kind of come back to this and say, okay, I'm going to prioritize all these things in my mind. It helps me kind of just have some sort of structure and organization and how I go about my day and how I feel. And the last part of this that's almost the most important part is outlined in The Four Agreements, which is a book that I've either read or reread. I don't know if I read it a long time ago or not, but The Fourth Agreement, which I think I'm going to do a podcast on eventually, is to do your best. And so I'm just going to read this part. It says, just do your best in any circumstance in your life. It doesn't matter if you are sick or tired. If you always do your best, there is no way that you can judge yourself. And if you don't judge yourself, there is no way you're going to suffer from guilt 
self-blame, and self-punishment. By always doing your best, you will break a big spell that you have been under. And I think that that's so true. I think that it also goes along with not judging yourself. I'm going to do my best every single day in every single area of my life. And if one day in my life I wasn't consistent or let's say I ate some junk food or something and I wasn't feeling good about it, I'm not going to judge myself for that. I'm just going to pour into my, I'm going to go back to these priorities and remind myself that I'm doing my best. So not only does doing your best and not judging yourself set you up for success and a healthy relationship with yourself, it also, like he was saying, you can't have any regrets if you're doing your best. And if you're doing your best to work according to the priorities that you've set in your life, if you're doing your best to prepare yourself for an upcoming season in your life, whether that's in sports or that's in a new career or whatever you're facing, if you're doing your best to stay consistent with a side hustle that you have, a podcast, um, a hobby that you're trying to get good at, volunteering, serving others, taking care of pets and children, and all this, if you're doing your best And whatever you're doing, you can't ever have regrets. And that's such an amazing way to live. So today on the podcast, I covered setting priorities and how I've coped with the type of pressure that is often on go-getters and dreamers and athletes to be consistent in everything while also having all these things stacked on your plate to separate your identity from being an athlete or being a blank and come back to just being who you are as a person and coming back to a foundation, whether that's God, whatever that is for you, that is consistent, that is constant, that is unchanging. And overall, just trusting the plan for your life, pouring 100% into whatever you're doing, but not judging yourself if you mess up, quote unquote, or if you Don't do something according to your internal imaginary standards one day. And I really hope that you guys enjoyed. And I, just going along with the theme of this podcast, for the people that are dedicated listeners, I just want to say thank you so much. I am just so grateful. I hope that the podcast has helped you. I hope that you find some value from any of the things I've talked about or I'm saying and I'm gonna do my best to continue to be consistent with the podcast and right now that looks like every other week on Mondays at I release the podcast at 4 a.m on Mondays and I hope that I can continue doing that so thank you for just supporting no matter what and Stay tuned for the next episode on the Live With Grace podcast.